You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Robert Taylor, Loretta Young, and Robert Young in The Philadelphia Story. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Names make news. And these names made news in Hollywood this week. Loretta Young, Robert Taylor, and Robert Young. Bob Taylor made news in several hundred theaters with a nice piece of acting in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer epic of American heroism, Batan. Loretta Young came back to town after a tour of army camps in the Middle West and caught the public fancy all over the country in the Paramount film, China. And Bob Young was doing the same thing in MGM's Slightly Dangerous. Those are the names that spell out the headline on our marquee. But that isn't the whole story. There's a lot more, and it's called The Philadelphia Story. Philip Barry wrote the play, Broadway audiences cheered it, and Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer followed with the motion picture success. The night I saw the play on Broadway, it was pretty obvious somebody was going to make a hit picture out of it. So I went backstage and tried to buy it. I was, alas, too late. But it's as fine a play for radio as it was for the stage or screen. So I'm getting a great deal of satisfaction out of putting on this production tonight. At a rough guess, I'd say about five or 600,000 people were able to see the Philadelphia story on Broadway. Perhaps another 200,000 saw it on the road. But tonight, Lux Toilet Soap makes it possible for many millions to hear it, and all at the same time. That's because this theater works a little differently from the ordinary playhouse. Instead of having a man in a stiff shirt to guard the door and collect your tickets, we throw the door wide open. To come in, you don't have to stir from the comfort of your living room. And the only ticket that's ever used is the support you give our product. I think you'd give that anyway because Lux Toilet Soap knows how to make friends and how to keep them. Now here's the curtain for the first act of the Philadelphia story. Starring Robert Taylor as C.K. Dexter Haven, Loretta Young as Tracy Lord, and Robert Young as Mike Connor.
Ladies and gentlemen, you've just been listening to the end of an ideal marriage. That was Mr. C.K. Dexter Haven being invited out of his happy home, with Mrs. Tracy Lord Haven issuing the invitation. But all that was two years ago. Right now, Philadelphia society is seething with interest over the forthcoming second marriage of Tracy Lord. And the editor of the national magazine, Spy, is determined to spread it over six photographic pages of his scandal sheet. On the way to the editor's office are Spy's major writer and Spy's foremost photographer. I'm not going to do it, Liz. I'm going to tell Sidney Kidd very plainly and simply I'm a writer and not a society snooper. I'm going to tell him just that. Just that? Let Kidd fire me. I'll start writing short stories again. That's what I should be doing anyway. I'm going to tell him just that. Just that? That is. Oh, hello, Connor. Good morning, Miss Embry. Mr. Kidd, I don't think you're being fair to me. No? No, you're treating me like you treat all your other writers. You really hate me, don't you, Connor? No, I don't like you very much, though. Mm, you hate me, I trust, Miss Embry? No, I can't afford to hate anybody. I'm only a photographer. Your assignment will be Spy's most sensational achievement, Tracy Samantha Lord. Big game hunting in Africa, fox hunting in Pennsylvania, married on impulse and divorced in a rage, and always unapproachable by the press. Oh, I can see the layout now. The Philadelphia story. Closed were the portals of snobbish fox hunting. Ah, let's see. No Hunter of Foxes is Spy Magazine. Anyway, presented for the first time, quote, a wedding day inside Mainline Society. Or what the kitchen maid saw through the keyhole, unquote. Go ahead, Connor. Writing's your job. I'm only the publisher. All right, publisher, take this. Quote, no hunter of buckshot in the rear is cagey, crafty Connor, unquote. Close paragraph. Close job, close bank account. But look, Mr. Kidd, how could we possibly get inside the Lord Estate, let alone the house? Hey, just a moment. Miss Pauline? Yes, sir? Ask the gentleman to come in. You'll find, Miss Embry, I haven't overlooked anything. Uh, come in, please, Mr... Uh, come in, come in. I understand we understand each other. Yes, quite. Connor, this gentleman has been employed in our Buenos Aires office. I believe he can help us with our problem. Yeah, how? Uh, tell him, please. Tracy Lord's brother, Junius, is in the American embassy down there. He's an old friend of mine. I'll introduce you to the Lords as intimate friends of Junius. Dear old Junius. Now, this Tracy Samantha Lord, does she know you? You might say Miss Lord and I grew up together. Yes. You might also say you were her first husband, Mr. C.K. Dexter Hickson. Yes, you might. Holy mackerel. What goes on here? I remember your honeymoon very well. You and she on a little sailboat. The true love, wasn't it? That's right. How did you know? I was the only photographer whose camera you didn't smash. Oh, you were terribly nice about it. You threw it in the ocean. Well, I had the strange idea our honeymoon was our own business. Now, uh, what are the plans, Haven? The wedding's uh, Saturday. Today's Thursday. They should spend tomorrow night as guests of the Lord. Now, wait a minute. There's something screwy here. Listen, Mr. Haven, why are you doing all this unless you... Oh, oh. You want to get even with your ex-bride, huh? I don't think there's anything further to discuss, Mr. Kidd. I'll have a car picked him up at noon tomorrow in North Philadelphia. Why, the... Here, Mike, take my handkerchief. There's a little spit in your eye. It shows. Tracy! 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 Miss Dinah. Edward, have you seen my sister? Yes, Miss Dinah. She's in the sitting room, making a list of the wedding gifts. Tracy! Mother, how do you spell omelet? Oh, you? Why didn't you answer me? Omelet, Mother. Omelet? O-M-M-E-L-E-T. Oh, I thought there was another L. That's a funny wedding present, an omelet. It was a dish, dear, a silver dish. Uh, Dinah, bring some of that junk off the table. Is this a present? It stinks. Don't say stinks, darling. It absolutely necessary smells, but only if absolutely necessary. Mother, the cards on the gifts have been changed again. There must be a ghost loose in the house. Maybe the ghost of bridegroom number one. Oh, Dinah, don't talk about Dexter as though he were dead. We might just as well be for all crazy cares. Right. If I never see Mr. C.K. Dexter again, I'll... 
Mother, look at that lamp. Isn't that awful? Lieutenant. They're friends of your father's. Now, wouldn't you know it? What are they, tap dancers or just musical comedy producers? That's hardly fair to your father's interested in art treatment. Art, my eye. The art of putting up $100,000 to display the shapely legs of Lena Moray. That will do, Tracy. Oh, Mother, I give up. If you just face the fact squarely as I do. We both might face the fact that neither of us has proved to be a very great success as a wife. We just picked the wrong first husband, that's all. Well, don't let's argue about it. You wanted me to take a stand, and I've taken it. Oh, it's the only stand a woman can take and keep herself. Yes, Tracy, I know. Now I have my self-respect. And no husband. Hey, it's better this way, really. You see. Let's forget about the past. We both deserve some happiness now. Oh, especially you. Oh, darling. Isn't George an angel? George is an angel. Is he handsome or is he not? George is handsome. <laughs> I like Dexter better. Really? Well, why don't you postpone the wedding? Postpone it? How? Get small parts. <gasps> don't put the idea in her head. What time is it? George isn't usually late. Oh, he's waiting for us at the stable. Waiting for... Mother, if I don't choke her before Saturday... It'd postpone the wedding, wouldn't it? It would not. And you'll be in the car when I get down by He's so mean about Dexter. Well, he was rather mean to her, my dear. Did he really stalk her? Please, Dinah. Well, the papers were full of a nundo. Of what? Of a nundo. <laughs> Cruelty and drunkenness, it said. Mother, why won't Tracy ask her own father for the wedding? Your sister has very definite opinions about certain things. But don't you think it's stinking not to want, Father? Yes, darling, between ourselves, I think it's good and stinking. <laughs> He's all shiny. What are you talking about? Brand new writing, did you see? Hello there. Well, who is that terribly attractive man? Hello, darling. Hello, George. Well, how do you like me? I adore you. But you look awful. Awful? Mm -hmm. You look like something right out of a shop window. But Tracy, I just... Come on, help me, Dinah, will you? We'll rub a little dirt on these breeches. Hey, listen. Hold still. Now. No, no, stop. Listen, these are new pants. That's just it. They're new, but they're not going to be. Now, you hold still. There. There. Is that better? Well, I don't get it. When I was a coal miner, the idea was to get enough money to buy clean clothes. And now that I'm general manager... George, I... what is that thing you're reading? Oh, this? Oh, I'm just glancing through it. It's a copy of Spy. Spy? Did you buy it, or did you find it in a trash pile? I love it. It's got pictures of everything. Yes, it certainly has. I just want to see if there's anything in here about the wedding. What do you mean? Well, I thought maybe you being one of the oldest families in Philadelphia, and me being fairly important myself, well, luck, of course, but I... Let me have that thing. Oh, what's the matter? Just look at this stuff. An average day in the life of a congressman. A congressman's wife, the kitchen where it's prepared one banana, sliced, two fried eggs. Oh, took the idea. Coming into a private house with a camera. Uh, Tracy, what would happen if I took it into my head someday to go into politics? Why, you'd be elected president. No, I mean about publicity. Well, not in my home. You mean our home, don't you? Sorry, darling. Our home, of course. Very much our home. <laughs> Where is everybody? Dexter! Dexter! Hello, Dinah! Dexter, you've come back! Dinah, my dream girl. Tracy, Dexter's here! Dexter! <laughs> what in the name of all... Hello, Tracy. Dexter! How are you, Mother Lord? But, Dexter, don't you know that tomorrow's the wedding? Why, that's right, so it is. You can go right back where you came from, Dexter Haven. Now, Red, look, you don't think I'd miss your wedding, do you? Oh, Dexter, now you wouldn't. I'm not so sure he wouldn't. No, Mother Lord, I wouldn't. I assure you I wouldn't. When did you arrive? Oh, tell us all about Junius. Well, Junius is fine. He should be here. Well, he's, he's heartbroken. Of course, I suggested representing him as I'm best man. I'm afraid that George might prefer to have his best man sober. Oh. 
I wish you'd represent George. That's my loyal little girl. Oh, but you'll like the people Junior did send, I'm sure. You haven't switched from liquor to dope by any chance, have you, Dexter? The people Junior did send? Yes. Uh, you don't happen to know a Macaulay Connor or Elizabeth Embry, do you? No, I don't. Ah, well, you'd better come along and be introduced. You see, they're great friends of Junior's. But do they expect to stay here over the wedding? Well, I think that's very queer indeed. I think it's queerer than that. I think it's paranoid. You're lying, Dexter. I can always tell. Can you, Red? You went to work after the divorce, didn't you? Well, yes, except for a brief interlude and a couple of alcoholic sanitariums. <laughs> but you took a job in South America. Who for? Magazine. It wasn't by any chance spy magazine. <laughs> You're a mass of intuition. And I don't suppose that Junior's are friends of photographers by any chance. Oh, I knew that you were low, but I never thought you'd think what so What are you low. going to do? After I've telephoned Junior's, I'm going to do plenty. No, no, wait wait a minute, Red, wait a minute. I, I confess you don't have to telephone Junior's. Oh, you confess. Oh, you're slipping, Red. I used to be afraid of that look. The withering glance of the goddess. I didn't think that alcohol would... Shut up. Now, look, Red, about this man Connor and... Uh... I'll take care of them. Who do they think they are? Barging in here on peaceful people. Uh... They'll think you don't want them. I want them out. And you too. Yes, Your Majesty. But uh, first, could I interest you in some small blackmail... No, you could not. What do you mean, blackmail? Well, it's an article complete with snapshots, details, and insinuations. And it's ready for publication in Spy. It's about your father and that dancer in New York, see? About father and Lena Moray? Quiet, quiet. Dinah may be listening. Oh, but they can't, even if it's true. They... Where did you get this stuff? From Sidney Kidd, the editor and publisher. Well, he's got to be stopped. Well, he is, temporarily. That is, if you'll allow these two to turn in a story on your wedding, and when Kidd says a story, he means a story. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Yes, dear, an intimate day with a society bride. I am sick. Well, tough, but that's the way it seems to be. So, uh, I'm to be examined and dragged through the streets and generally humiliated at 15 cents a copy. And you, why, you're loving it. Am I, Red? All right, all right, I'll give them an interview. I'll give them a picture of Tracy Lord that'll stand their hair on end. <laughs> Look at this joint, will you? What is this room? I've forgotten my compass. Well, this would be the south-southwest parlor by living room. Say, what's this guy Haven up to? C.K. Dexter Haven? Yeah, what kind of a name is that, anyway? Macaulay Connor is no homespun tag, my pet. Yeah, well, you must try calling me Macaulay. You know, Macaulay, I knew a plain Joe Smith once. He was only a clerk in a hardware store, but he was an absolute rat. Oh, Mike, take your feet off the table. Uh, well, tell four footmen to call me for lunch, will you? Oh, how do you do? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, don't bother to get up. I'm Tracy Lord. Oh, well, my name it's is... It's so Mr. nice having you here. How did you leave Junior? Oh, we left Junior's fine. This is Miss... Junior's is such a lamb, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? It's a pity that none of the male members of the family will be here to welcome you. No? Well, where's your father? Oh, darling papa. I do hope you'll save my wedding. We'd like to very much. I'm so glad that it's occurred to you. Is your father sick? Oh, what a cunning little camera. Yes, uh, I'm afraid I'm an awful nuisance. Oh, but you couldn't be. I just hope you'll take loads of pictures. You're kind of a uh, writer now, aren't you, Mr. Connor? Sort of. A book, huh? Well, a book of short stories. I. Under what name do you publish? My own, Macaulay Connor. What's Macaulay for? Well, my father taught English history. I'm Mike to my friend. Uh, of whom you have many, I'm sure. English history you know, always fascinates me. Cromwell, Robin Hood... Jack the Ripper. Where did he teach? I mean, your father. 
Oh, in a little high school in South Bend, Indiana. South Bend? You know, that sounds like dancing, doesn't it? You must have had a most happy childhood there. Yeah, it was terrific. I'm so glad. No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm so sorry. Why? Well, <laughs> lack of wherewithal, I guess. Oh, but that doesn't always cause unhappiness, does it? Are either of you married? No, no. Oh, uh, no. Oh, you mean you were, but now you're divorced. Well, the fact is... Well, I now, come now. Surely you're not ashamed of it. Of course I'm not ashamed of it. What? Well, it was years ago. I was only a kid in Duluth. Well, good heavens, Liz, you never told me anything. You never asked me. Well, I know, but I... Joe Smith, hardware. <laughs> well, you're the darndest girl, Liz. I think I'm sweet. Duluth. <laughs> that must be a lovely spot. It's, uh, let me see, it's west of here, isn't it? Sort of, but occasionally mm -hmm. we get the breezes. This is your first visit to Philadelphia. It's a quaint old place, don't you think? It's filled with relics. Tell me something. Are you two going together? I beg your pardon? Well, that is an odd question. Well, I don't see why. I think it's very interesting. Now, don't you agree that if a man says he loves a girl, he, well, he ought to marry her? Can she be human? Now, please, Mr. Connor, I asked this young lady a question. Oh, well. Well, that depends. I haven't really thought... I'll see what's keeping Mama. You'll excuse me now, won't you? Look, who's doing the interviewing around here? You don't suppose she caught on somehow? No, no, she was born that way. But I've still got to get an interview. Try the town library. You can probably dig up enough stuff to hang the whole family. Turn, Miss Folks. Just leave it, please. Uh, excuse me, please. Are you the librarian? Yes. What is the wish? Well, I'm looking for some local but. <laughs> what did you say? What is the wish? Uh, local biography or a history. If they will consult with my colleague over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, dost thou have a washroom? <laughs> to the left. Thank thee. <laughs> oh, reading? Now, look, I know this is a public library. Oh. Hello. My book, huh? Couldn't you afford to buy a copy? <laughs> the bookstore didn't have one. Well, are you sure you're doing the right thing? You know what happens to girls like you when they read books like mine. They begin to think. That's bad. These stories are beautiful. Why, Connor, they're almost poetry. Well, don't kid yourself. They are. <laughs> I can't make you out at all now. Really? I thought I was easy. Yes, yeah, so did I, but you're not. You talk so big and tough, and then, well, and then you write like this. Which is which? Well, both, I guess. No. No, I believe that you put the toughness on to, well, to save your skin. Do you think so? Yeah, I know a little about that. Do you? Quite a lot. Shh. Please. Um, look, let's get out of here. You want to swim? All right. Come on. Yeah, thanks. You know, you've really got something here. Where? Oh, this garden, swimming pool. You could sail a small yacht in here. Oh. Uh, Connor, about your book. My book? Yeah. Uh, tell me something, will you? When you can do things like this book, how can you possibly do anything else? Well, you may not believe this, but there are people in this world that must earn their living. Well, of course, but... Oh, heck. That's Dexter. Look, stand by me, will you? I, I don't want to be alone with him. Certainly, if you like. Thanks. Oh, hello there, Red. Well, oh, fancy seeing you here. Hey, what's this you've been drinking? Orange juice? Uh -huh. Thanks, I'd love some. Don't tell me you've forsaken your beloved whiskey and whiskey. Oh, no, no, no. I, I've just changed the color, that's all. I go in for the pale pastel shades mm. now. <laughs> How about you, Mr. Carney? You drink, don't you? A uh, little. Little? And you a writer? I thought all writers drank to excess and beat their wives. Dexter. Hmm? 
Would you mind doing something for me? Why, anything. What? Get the heck out of here. Oh, my dear Red, I couldn't do that. You need me too much. Now, would you mind telling me just what it is you're hanging around for? Look, I'd better... Uh, no, 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 no. Don't you go, Mr. Connor. No, 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 no. Please don't go, Mr. Connor. As a writer, this ought to be right up your street. Don't you miss a word. <laughs> I never saw you looking better, Red. You're getting that fine, tawny look. Oh, we're going to talk about me, are we? Goody. <laughs> Astonishing what money can do for people, Mr. Connor. Not too much, you know, just more than enough. Now, take Tracy here, for example. She even changed her shape. She was a dumpy little thing at one time. Only <laughs> as it happens, I'm not interested in myself for the moment. Not interested in yourself? No. Oh, you're fascinated, Red. You're far and away your favorite person in the world. Of course, Mr. Connor, she's a girl who's generous to a fault. Except to other people's faults. For instance, she never had any understanding at all of my deep and gorgeous thirst. It was disgusting. It made you unattractive. Mm, a weakness, sure. And strength is her religion, Mr. Connor. She finds human imperfection unforgivable. And when I gradually discovered that my relationship to her was supposed to be not that of a loving husband and a good companion, but that of a kind of high priest to a goddess, why, and my drinks grew deeper and more frequent. I never considered you as that, nor myself. <laughs> you did without knowing it. That night you got drunk on champagne and climbed out on the roof and stood there in your nightshirt with your with your arms out to the moon wailing like a banshee. <laughs> Dexter, I have told you, I never had the slightest recollection of doing any such thing. Oh, I know. You drew a blank. You wanted to. Mr. Connor, what would you say? Where'd he go? He's gone. Well, I hope he heard what you said. It would make a wonderful story for spies. <laughs> yeah. Too bad we can't supply photographs of you on the roof. Dexter, what are you trying to make me out as? Tracy, what do you fancy yourself as? When I read you were going to marry Kittredge, I couldn't believe it. That's why I'm here. How in the world can you even think of it? Because he's everything that you're not. Yeah? He's been poor, and he's had to work, and he's had to fight for everything. Mm. I love him as I never even began to love you. Well, maybe so, but I doubt it. I think it's just a swing from me. But Kittredge is no great tower of strength, Tracy. He's just a tower. You hardly know him. Well, to hardly know him is to know him well. Kittredge is not for you, Red. You bet he's for me. He's a great man and a good man. Already he's of national importance. Oh, you sound like Spy Magazine talking. You know, you seem quite contemptuous of me all of a sudden. No, Red, not of you. I'm contemptuous of something inside of you. Your so-called strength, your prejudice against weakness, your blank intolerance. Is that all? Well, that's the gist of it. Because you'll never be a first-class human being or a first-class woman until you've, until you've learned to have some regard for human frailty. Uh, it's a pity your own foot can't slip a little sometime, but... Your sense of divinity wouldn't allow that. You're a special class of American female, the married maidens. Dexter, so help me if you say another word. Oh, I'm all through, Red. For the moment, I've had my say. Tracy. Oh, the Tower of Strength. <laughs> I suppose I should object to this, Tucson. <laughs> well, that would be most objectionable. Well, any time, either of you want my advice... We'll give uh, you a ring, Haven. Yes, thanks. Do that, will you? So long, Red. Oh, oh, by the way, here's a little wedding present. Sorry I hadn't any ribbon to tie it up with. So long, Kittredge. So long. Well, uh, shall we open this, Tracy? Yes, go ahead. I must remember to send a note to him along with the others. Well, for the law. What is it? <laughs> Look what your friend considers a wedding present. Why, it's a model of the true love. The what? Uh, the true love. It's a boat that he designed and built, practically. Sailed it down the coast of Maine and back the summer we were married. Oh, my, but she was young. Yeah? What's that mean? Yeah? Why, what does it mean? It means that uh, she's easy to handle and quick to the helm, fast and bright, everything a boat should be. 
until she develops dry rot. In a few moments, Mr. DeMille presents Robert Taylor, Loretta Young, and Robert Young in Act Two of The Philadelphia Story. But now here's some music that'll have special meaning for lots of young people this summer. <laughs> well, that ought to put us in the right mood, Jane. Yes. A week from today, I'll be an expert at the rake and the hoe. It'll be hard. But fun. We'll be real farmhands. Only, Anne. Yes, Jane? Hope we don't get all grimy and weather-beaten looking. Well, don't you worry, sweetie pie. I got us a couple of big straw hats to keep the sun off. And the most important thing of all, I have a supply of Lux toilet soap. No glare on our tender little faces in the daytime, and plenty of creamy Lux soap lather every night. To get out all the dirt and grime and help our skin stay soft and smooth. And don't forget a Lux soap beauty bath is going to feel mighty good to our weary limbs, too. Now, there's a pair of young war workers just bound to be successful. They know what a grand beauty aid gentle Lux toilet soap will be to them all summer long. A refreshing, fragrant beauty bath that will leave skin really sweet. A gentle, thorough facial care that will help to keep complexions soft and smooth and lovely. For busy women everywhere, here's a tip straight from Hollywood. Use the Screen Stars Beauty Soap, Lux Toilet Soap. A finer soap can't be bought. It's pure and very mild. Gentle as a caress on the skin. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Philadelphia Story, starring Loretta Young as Tracy Lord, Robert Taylor as C.K. Dexter Haven, and Robert Young as Mike Connor. On the eve of Tracy Lord's wedding, her ex-husband's presence is no comfort. No comfort either is Dinah, who rushes in with news of a new complication. On the terrace, Tracy Lord faces her father and mother. In her eyes, there's nothing but scorn. Now remember, Tracy, your Uncle Willie's guest of honor tonight. You mustn't be late. I just saw that fiancé of yours, Tracy. He rode out of here on two wheels. Does he by any chance ever walk anywhere? When he likes, I expect. I have a feeling he'll take the ring tomorrow and go right through center with it. Oh, thank you, idiot. <laughs> Very amusing, I'm sure. Almost as amusing as the sight of you with your arm around Mother. I find very unamusing the stupid, undignified spectacle we're making of ourselves for the benefit of those two newspaper people. Oh, of course. Inasmuch as you let us in for it in the first place. Oh, do keep that note out of your voice, Tracy. It's very unattractive. Oh, how does your dancer friend talk? Or does she purr? Tracy, sweet and low, I suppose. Dusted and very ladylike. You've got a heck of a nerve to come back here in your best head of the family matter and strike attitudes and criticize my fiancé. And give orders and mess things up generally. Stop it instantly. I can't help it. It's sickening. As if he'd done nothing at all. Anyway, it's not your affair, Tracy. If it concerns anyone... Well, actually, I don't know whom it concerns except your father. That's very wise of you, Margaret. What most wives fail to realize is that their husband's philandering has nothing whatever to do with them. Oh? Then who 
has it to do with? A reluctance to grow old, I think. I suppose the best mainstay a man can have as he gets along in years is a daughter. The right kind of daughter. How sweet. Full of warmth for him. Full of foolish, unquestioning, uncritical affection. None of which I've got. None. You have a good mind, a pretty face. You have everything it takes to make a lovely woman. Except the one essential. An understanding heart. Tracy, you're not even human. You're made of bronze. That's an awful thing to say to anyone. Yes, it is indeed. So I'm to blame for Lena Moray, am I? To a certain extent, I expect you are. Why, you coward. No, but better that than a prig or a perennial spinster, however many marriages. Seth, that's too much. What did you say I was? Do you want me to repeat it? No, no. A prig and... You, You mean that you think I think I'm some kind of a goddess or something? If your ego wants it that way, yes. Come along, Margaret. Tracy, haven't you danced enough? Danced enough? Do you know what time it is? It's after four. In China, it's later than that. In China, we'd be married by now, or perhaps it's only yesterday in China. Tracy, I don't understand you tonight. What's mm-hmm. the matter? What's the matter with everybody? You never drink, Tracy. Oh, you've got that wrong. Prigs don't drink. What? Nor spinsters. Tracy. Nor goddesses of any variety. Oh, Tracy, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Hiya. Macaulay Connor, South Bend, reporting for June. Oh. May I cut in? I'm sorry, Connor. We're going home after this dance. Oh, now, you can't do that to me. Not an old friend of old Junius. Oh, I wish old Junius were here. Tracy, I'll get you wrapped. I'll be right back. He'll wrap me up. <laughs> Hello, you. Hello. Hey, you look fine. I feel fine. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Now, what was I saying? Hmm? Oh, let's have another drink. Or would Kittry spank? That's not what you were saying. It isn't? No. All right. Now, what was I saying? Oh, I know. Why do you wish your brother was here? Does he like Kittredge? Everybody likes Kittredge. Everybody likes Kittredge. Everybody except C.K. Dexter Haven, huh? C.K. Dexter Haven? Where? Where is he? He didn't come. He's home. Home? Mm. Well, I think I'll go have a little talk with him. Come on, Connor. Let's have some wine. All right. Let's have some wine. Here, dear. Here's your wrap. No, no, no. We're going to have just one more little drink before Not you, I'm afraid, dear. Well, why should you be afraid, George? You know wine never affects me. Not in the slightest. C.K. Dexter Haven. Oh, C.K. Dexter Haven. Where are you? Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Hello. Hello there. What's up? You are. Oh, I only hope it's worth it. Come on in. I bring you greetings and a bottle of champagne. <laughs> champagne is a great leveler. Uh, leveler. Hmm. Makes you my equal. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, almost my equal. C.K. Dexter Haven, I would like to talk to you. Well, let's go in the talking room. Don't tell me the party's over so soon. No, no, no. I just felt like talking to you. Well, that's nice. Oh, I uh, wonder if I might borrow a drink. Why, certainly. Old to Newcastle. Here, sit down. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. Excuse me. Hmm? Nothing. Listen. Are you still in love with Tracy Lord? What? Or perhaps you consider that a very personal question. No, no, not at all. Liz thinks you are. But of course women like to romanticize. <laughs> romanticize about things. Yes, they do, don't they? Yes, they do, don't they? I don't know. I can't understand how you could have been married <laughs> to her and still know so little about her. Can't you? No, I can't you. 
You know, I have the hiccup. I wonder if I might have another drink. Why, certainly. Thank you. You know, Tracy's no ordinary woman. You said some things to her this afternoon that I resented. Well, I apologize, Mr. Connor. That's quite all right. Quite all right. But when a girl is like Tracy, she's one in a million. She's sort of like a... Uh, she's sort of like a... a... goddess? No, 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 no. Sort of like a queen. A radiant, glorious queen. You can't treat her like other women. No, I suppose not. But then I... I imagine Kittredge appreciates all that. Kittredge. Kittredge appreciates Kittredge. That fake man of the people, a five-cent edition of Sidney Kidd. Oh, I always thought Kidd himself was a five-cent kid. You know, Kidd's just using you like he uses everybody else. The guy's colossal. He's terrific. He's got everybody fooled. Yeah. No mean Machiavelli is smiling, cynical Sidney Kidd. The world's his oyster with an R in every month. Hey, that's not bad. When did I say that? You didn't. I did. I'm sorry. I suppose you never heard about Kidd's little arrangement in Kansas City. No. In San Francisco. Yeah. And let me tell you about the time he went to Boston. <laughs> the true story on that little jaunt would ruin it. Yeah? Say, look, Connor. Hmm? What would happen to you if I used that stuff? Why? Well, I might want to very much. See, Kid's holding an article on Tracy's father. It might stop him. Oh, blackmail, huh? Oh. Well, look, you use it. Use it with my blessing. I'm through anyway. All right, come on. Sit down there. i got to get back to Tracy. Not yet, not yet. You dictate and I'll write. Now, shoot. Uh, Boston. Huh? Boston. Oh, oh, the time? May 1938. The place, Boston in a hotel. Kid is just arrived. You know, Tracy, hmm? champagne's funny stuff. I'm used to whiskey. Whiskey's a slap on the back. Champagne's a heavy mist before my eyes. It was nice of you to bring me home. Mm -hmm. You know, I, too, have a little mist. What's that? Uh, music. Dad? Uh-uh. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's have a quick swim to brighten us up. Just as I always swam after time. Now, let's dip into some champagne instead, huh? <gasps> Hello, you. Hello. You look fine. I feel fine. <laughs> Did you enjoy the party? Sure, sure. The prettiest sight in this fine, pretty world is the privileged class enjoying its privileges. You're a snob, Connor. No doubt, no doubt. A wash with champagne was Will cute Tracy's pleasure dome on the nuptial eve of Tracy Samantha. Now, listen. Hmm? You can't marry that guy. George? Well, I'm going to. Why not? Well, I don't know. I thought I'd be for it at first, but you just don't seem to match up. Then the fault's with me. Well, maybe so. But all the same, you're quite a girl, Tracy Lord. You think? I know. Thank you, Professor, but I don't think I'm exceptional. Oh, you are? No, I know any number like me. You ought to get around more. In the upper class? No, thank you. Oh, what has classes to do with it? What do they matter except the people in them? Now, George comes from the so-called lower class. Dexter from the upper class. I'll take the lower class, thank you. You can't get a drawing room. Now, what do you mean by that? My mistake. Decidedly, you're insulted. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Who's apologizing? I never knew such a man. Tracy. What do you want? You're wonderful. There's a magnificence in you, Tracy. Why? You might not You're embarrassing me. Mike, let's... Uh... Let's what? Oh, I don't know. Let's uh, go up. I guess it's kind of late. There's a magnificence that comes out of your eyes. Uh... In your voice. The way you stand there. The way you walk. 
You're lit from within, Tracy. You've got fires banked down on you, hearth fires and, and, and holocausts. I don't seem to even you to be made of bronze. No, you're made out of flesh and blood. That's the blank, unholy surprise of it. Oh. Oh, you're the golden girl, Tracy. Full of life and warmth and delight. Hey, what's going on? You've got tears in your eyes. Oh, shut up, shut up. Go on, Mike. Keep talking, keep talking, will you? Oh, I, I stopped. Why? Has your mind suddenly taken hold, Professor? All right, now, lay off that Professor stuff, you hear me? Yes, Professor. It's really all I am to you, well, is it? Of course, Professor. Come here. Are professor, you sure? Are you sure? Yes, of course, I'm sure. I... Mm. Oh. Tracy. Golly, golly, Moses. Tracy. Mr. Connor, Mr. Let me tell you Connor, something, I... No, Tracy. don't, don't. All of a sudden, I've got the shame. Can't be anything like love, can No, it? no, it mustn't be a tear. Would it be inconvenient? Oh, terribly. And anyway, I know it isn't. Oh, Mike, we're out of our minds. Right into our hearts. That ought to be music, Mike. It does, doesn't it? Oh, Tracy, you're so lovely. Oh, it's as if my insects are melting away. What is it, Mike? I seem to have feet of clay or something. Tracy. It's not far to the pool. It's just over the lawn and in the birch grove. It'll be lovely there now. Tracy, you're tremendous. Oh, put me in your pocket, Mike. Hello, Mac. Well, it's you, Mr. Dexter. Yeah. Any prowlers around? No, no prowlers, sir. Can I get in this way? If you can't, you can always go in the front, sir. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mac. Good night. Good night, sir. Hey. Is that you, Haven? Oh, hello, Kittredge. What are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm a friend of the family. Just dropped in for a chat. Now, don't try to be funny. I asked you a question. Well, I could ask you the same question. Well, I telephoned Tracy and a phone didn't answer. I was worried, so I walked over from the gatehouse. Yeah, I was worried, too. About what? Well, what do you think of this fellow Connor, or do you? Listen, if you're trying to insinuate... Oh, my dear chap, I wouldn't insinuate anything. Listen, who's that? Oh, that's that. Uh, uh, come on, I'll walk you around the house and tell you all about it. Come on. Listen, something's going on here, and I'm staying, and so are you. What, that is Connor. What's he doing with Tracy? Now look, just keep your shirt on. He's carrying Tracy in her arms. He's carrying Tracy. Ooh. Don't stop, Mikey. Keep cooling. Somewhere over the rainbow. What is this, Connor? Now, now, easy. She's not hurt, is she, Connor? No, no, no. Not wounded, Father. But dead. Mm-hmm. Seems the minute she hit the water, the wine hit her. Oh, now, look here. A likely story, Connor. What did you say? I said a likely story. Take her into the house. Now, listen, if you think... You'll be down directly? Yes, if you want. I want. Hello, Dexter. Hello, George. Hello, Mike. Second door to the right, Connor, and mind you, don't wake Dinah. I'll be right back, directly. You know something, Mikey? Mikey, the No, this is horrible. How are the mighty fallen? But if I know Tracy, she'll remember a little of this. For the second time in her life, she'll draw quite a tidy blank. Oh. Well, you don't believe it, do you? Believe what? Well, the implications of what you saw, let us say. Well, what else am I to believe? It's entirely up to you. Well, I've got eyes. I've got imagination, haven't I? I don't know, have you? Oh, so you pretend not to believe it. Yes, I pretend not to. Then you don't know women. That's possible. Then you're a fool. Well, that's quite possible. Now, look, you won't be too hard on her, will you? I'll make up my own mind what I'll do. 
We're all only human, you know. All of you, all of you with your sophisticated ideas. Yeah, ain't it awful? Well, I'm back. What do you want to do about it? Why, you low I'll speaking... take care of this. Get rid of... Hey, listen, Haven, this is my affair. What right have you... Our husband. Till tomorrow... You can go now, Kittredge. I'll handle the rest of it, too. I'll speak to you tomorrow, Hayden. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Mm. Hey, Connor, come on. Wake up, will you? Oh. How do you feel? Now, look, if you think oh, I, I did... I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry, but I thought I'd better hit you before he did. He's in better shape than I am. <laughs> well, you'll do. Dexter? Uh, Mr. Dexter, is there anything wrong, sir? No, no, not a thing, Mac. Just as quiet as a church. Well, who, who's that lying there? It's Mr. Connor, Mac. Doggone. I thought it might have been Mr. Kittridge. Well, we can't have everything, Mac. <laughs> Good night. Good night, sir. After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille and our stars Loretta Young, Robert Taylor, and Robert Young will bring us Act Three of The Philadelphia Story. And now, a young lady and a sound that means she's busy. Whew. I'm glad it's quitting time. Me for the bus and home. Yes, she's a war plant worker who's put in an intensive day at the machine. And the trip home's not exactly restful, either. Step up, please. Step up. That's all. Next bus. Well, let's just hope I can get on the next bus, brother. But at last she's home, and being a wise young woman, it isn't long before... Oh, thank goodness for lots of hot water and a nice new cake of Lux toilet soap. Yes, her Lux soap beauty bath will make her feel like a different girl in no time. Ready to step out for an evening's entertainment and celebration with her soldier beau, who's home on leave. Gosh, Mary, you look fresh as a daisy. Music swell, isn't it? Maybe it's because I'm dancing with you, I think so. You're so sweet. Well, ask any girl if she doesn't like to hear a man say things like that. No wonder Mary is glad she learned a Hollywood beauty secret. I wouldn't dream of going out without my Lux soap bath. A nice, soothing bath with that fragrant, creamy lather makes me feel like new in no time. And say, screen stars are right when they tell you a Lux beauty bath makes you really sure of daintiness. Screen stars discovered that their complexion soap, Lux toilet soap, makes the perfect bath soap, too. Active lather whisks away dirt and grime in a twinkling. Leaves skin fresh and sweet. You'll find the rich lather makes your skin feel smooth and soft, too. Perfumes it with a delicate fragrance. This gentle white soap is very inexpensive, and it's hard milled to last and last. Why not try a Lux Toilet Soap Beauty Bath tomorrow? Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. A personal talk with our stars is in the cards following the play. Here's the third act of the Philadelphia story, starring Robert Taylor, Loretta Young, and Robert Young. The wedding day has dawned bright and fair, and the events of the wedding eve are a thing of the past, particularly for Tracy. She cannot remember anything. She cannot think of anything. Without stopping her eyes open with her fingers, she can't even see anything. To comfort her in this predicament comes the little old comforter, Dinah. How do you feel, Tracy? Oh, fine. You look horrible. Yeah, I know. Tracy, I hate you to get married and go away. Well, I'll miss you, darling. I'll miss all of you. 
You know, I had the funniest dream about you last night. Did you? I dreamed I got up and went over to the window, and guess what I dreamed I saw coming out of the woods? I haven't the faintest idea. Except, well, sort of. It was Mr. Connor. Mr. Connor? Yes, with both his arms full of something. And guess what it turned out to be? What? You. Really? Me? Uh, Mr. Connor was... Carrying you. Wasn't it funny? It looked sort of like you were coming from the pool. The pool? Oh, I'm going crazy. I'm standing here solidly on my own two hands and going crazy. Then what? Then after a while, I opened my door crack and knew he was in the hall, still coming along with you, puffing like a steam engine. His wind can't be very good. Then what? And you were sort of crooning. Crooning? Yes. Well, then he... Yes. Oh, I couldn't possibly. Then he just sailed right into your room with you, and that scared me so. I got up and went to your door and peeked in to make sure you were all right. And guess what? What? You were. Oh. <laughs> he was gone by then. Gone? <laughs> of course he was gone. He was never there. I know, Tracy. Well, I should certainly, certainly hope he did. It's just a dream, I guess. Dexter says so, too. Dexter. Darn, Lord, you little fiend. If you told Good morning. Oh, hello. I'm, uh, I'm testing the air. Oh. <laughs> I like it, but it doesn't like me. Well, hello, Dinah. How do you do, Mr. Connor? Uh, did you have a good sleep? Wonderful, wonderful. You? Oh, marvelous. Have you ever seen a handsome again? Never, never. <laughs> what did it set you back? Oh, I got it for nothing for being a good girl. Good, good. Well, Dinah, how are you? Don't worry, I'm going. Oh, why should you? Well, I guess you must have things you wish to discuss. Only remember, it's getting late. Oh, she's always trying to make situations. Well? Well? Uh, what's the matter with your chin? Chin? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, does it show very much? A little. What happened? Well, I guess I stuck it out too far. Into a door in the dark. Yes, yes, that's it. Oh. Well, Tracy, uh, what about you? You all right? Me? Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Why shouldn't I be? I had a simply wonderful evening. I hope you enjoyed it, too. I enjoyed the last part of it. Oh, really? Well, why especially the last part? Why, Tracy, are you asking me? Oh, you mean the swim? Yeah. Oh, we did swim and so forth, didn't we? Of course we... Oh, Tracy, darling. Mike. What can I say to you? Tell me, darling. Oh, not anything. Don't say anything, and especially not darling. Then you're going through with it, huh? Uh, Through with what? The wedding. Well, why shouldn't I? Well, you said last night. Oh, I said a lot of things last night, it seems. Okay, no dice. Also, no regrets about last night, huh? Well, why should I? Oh, Tracy, you're wonderful. No, no, you you don't know what I mean. I'm asking you. Tell me straight out. Tell me the reason why I should have... Well... No, no, don't. No, don't tell me anything. Drink this down. Doctor's orders. What is it? Just the juice of a few flowers. It's a type of stinger. Removes the sting. Oh, Dexter, don't say that. Well, why not, Red? Because nothing will. Nothing ever can. Oh, Dexter, I've done the most terrible thing to you. To me? Uh-huh. Oh, I doubt that. I doubt it very much, dear. What am I going to do? Well, why ask me, darling? Where do I come into it anymore? Aren't you confusing me with someone else? A fellow named Kittridge or something? George. 
I've got to tell George. Tell him what, darling? I've just got to tell him. Well, you got to tell him. you got to tell him, I suppose. But if he's got any brains at all, he'll have realized by now what a fool he made of himself. When? Last night. Was he here, too? Sure. Well, good golly, why didn't you sell tickets? <laughs> oh, oh, say something, Dexter. Say anything. No, you do. Oh, I'm such an unholy mess of a girl. <laughs> That's no good. That's not even conversation. But never in my life, not if I live to be a hundred, will I ever forget how you tried to stand me on my feet again today. <laughs> You're in great shape. Uh, tell me, what did you think of my wedding present? I like my presence at least acknowledged, you know. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And sweet, Dex. Yeah. Yeah, she was quite a boat, the true love. My, she was yar. Oh, she was yar, all right. Mm. I wasn't, was I? Not very. Oh, but you were good at the bright work, though. I made her shine. Mm-hmm. I'm designing another one now, along more practical lines. Oh, what do you call her? I thought the true love the second. Dexter, if you call any boat that, I promise you I'll blow you and it right out of the water. Well, I'll tell you what you can call her if you like. What? In fond remembrance of me. The easy virtue. Oh, now shut up, Fred. I can't have you thinking things like that well, about yourself. What am yourself. I supposed to think when I... Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Well, that sounds very hopeful, Red. That sounds just fine. Tracy, we're almost ready. Oh. Stand up, dear. Let me see your dress. Mother. Oh. Yes, dear. It's lovely. George will be right over. Oh, here. I forgot. Here's a note he sent you this morning. Note? Oh, good morning, Mr. Connor. And hello, Miss Henry. Good morning. Oh, by the way, Dexter, a Mr. Sidney Kidd telephone. I was to tell you that you win. Whatever on earth does that mean? Oh, fine. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling it won't be so hard for me to resign now. And belts will be worn tighter this winter. Well, Red, I'm afraid this is the deadline. Yes, so is this. Listen, everybody, it's from George. My dear Tracy, I want you to know that you will always be my friend. But your conduct last night was so shocking to my ideals of womanhood that my attitude toward you and the prospect of a happy married life together has changed materially. Uh, Tracy! Oh, hello, George. Uh, come and listen. Like Tracy, in front of all these well, people... Well, it's only a letter from a friend, and these are my friends, too. Here, everybody, here's the last of it. Your breach of common decency certainly entitles me to a full explanation before going through with our proposed marriage. In the light of day, I'm sure that you will agree with me. Well, yes, George. I do agree with you. That's all you have to say? What else? On the very eve of your wedding, an affair with another man. Now, wait a minute. Kittredge, it may interest you to know that this so-called affair consisted of exactly two kisses and a rather late swim. Oh, thanks, Mike, but you, there's no need to defend me. I After which I deposited Tracy in her room and promptly returned down here to you two, which doubtless you'll remember. Doubtless, without a doubt. You mean to say that was all there was to it? I do. Why, Mike? Was I so unattractive, so distant, so forbidding, or, or something that you... Well, did... this is fine talk, too. Now, just a minute. I'm asking a question. You were extremely attractive, but you were also a little the worse. Or better, for wine. And there are rules about that. Oh, thank you, Mike. I think men are wonderful. The little dears. Then if it hadn't been for the drink last night, all of this might not have happened. Well, apparently nothing did happen. Oh, what made you think it had? No, I'm not going to quibble, Tracy. Let bygones be bygones. What do you say? Yes. And goodbye, George. I don't understand. Well, you're too good for me, George. You're a hundred times too good. Oh, but I never said I'd that. make you the most unhappy that... Well, that is, I'd do my best to. All right. 
possibly it's just as well. Yes, I thought you'd finally come to that conclusion. I have a feeling you had more to do with this than anyone. Possibly, but you were a great help. You and your rotten class. Class my eye. You're on the way out, a lot of you, and good riddance. Well, there goes George. Hey, come on, they're waiting for you. Oh, my sainted aunt. Shut the door. Oh, Dexter, did you see them out there? That welter of faces. Why, they look solemn. What in the name of all this holy am I going to do? Tracy. Yes, my Now, look, I got you into this thing, and I'll get you out of it. Will you marry me, Tracy? Oh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, but no. Well, why not? Well, because... Because I don't think Liz would like it. And I'm not so sure you would. And I'm, I'm even a little doubtful about myself. But I'm beholden to you, Mike. I'm most beholden. But they're in there. They're waiting. Now, Mike, don't get too conventional all at once, will you? There'll be a reaction. Cheer up, Red. It'll be all right. You've been got out of jams before. Tracy. Mother. It's all right, dear. Your father will make a very simple announcement. Is there anything special you want me to say, Tracy? No. No, I'll say it. Whatever it is, I'll say it. I won't be got out of anything anymore, thanks. Tell them to stop the music. Tracy, listen. Dexter, what can I say? Just open that door and, uh, well, go ahead. I'll prompt you. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh... Well, Dex? Ladies and gentlemen, two years ago, I uh, did you out of a wedding in this house by eloping to Maryland. Uh, uh, two years ago, when you were invited to a wedding in this house, and, and then I did you out of it by eloping to Maryland, uh... Which was very bad manners. Uh, which was very bad manners. But I, I hope to make it up to you by going through with it now as originally planned. Uh, but I hope to make it up to you by... By going beautifully through with it now, as originally and most beautifully planned. So if you'll just keep your seats for a minute. So if you'll just keep your seats for a minute. Uh, that's all. That's all. Dexter, are you sure? No, not in the least, but I'll risk it, will you? Oh, you bet. You didn't do it just to soften the blow, Oh, did Tracy. You? No, to save my face. No, throat. it's a nice little face. Oh, Dexter, I'll be yar now. I promise you I'll be I'll yar. Be whatever you like. You're my redhead. Are you all set? All set. You'll be the best man, Mike. Honored, C.K. Maid of honor, Liz. Matron of honor. Remember, Joe Smith? <laughs> How did this ever happen? Come on, let's get in there. See you soon, Red. See you soon, Dex. Tracy, darling, may I kiss you? Oh, Father. Father, you're not losing a daughter. You're gaining one. Don't you think I know that? I love you, Father. I love you too, Tracy. Never in my whole life have I been so full of love before. Come along, come along. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, how do I look? Like a queen, like a goddess. And do you know how I feel? How? Like a human. Like a human being. For sheer entertainment, I think we're going to have trouble finding plays and stars that top tonight's performance. And here's the trio responsible. Loretta Young, Robert Taylor, and Robert Young. Oh, thank you, Mr. DeMille. You know, you've completed a circle tonight. No, I've, I've gone around in circles before, Loretta. <laughs> no, no, I mean that Bob Taylor and Bob Young have made a picture together. And I've made a picture with each of them. And here we are, all together in one play. Cozy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tip me off, Bob? Well, well uh, 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 we're hearing double tonight, Mr. DeMille. 
Well, our cast is a little on the on the young side too. Uh, Loretta Young. <laughs> Loretta Young and Bob Young. Don't you get it? We don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you put a couple of puns like that in the story of Doctor Wassel's E.B. and Gary Cooper toss a six shooter at you. No, he, he does that very well, Bob. Yeah. But in Doctor Wassel, he plays a simple country doctor who shows the world the heroism of mercy. And when do you start shooting, C.B.? In about three weeks, Bob. Well, good luck with the picture, and, and don't work too hard, Mr. DeMille. Mm. Take a lesson from Lux Soap and take it easy. You know, I discovered long ago that Lux is the easy way to care for one's complexion. Uh, Lux Soap's Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen, is a screen close-up of Loretta at your neighborhood theater. Now for some news about this theater. Next week, our play is Noel Coward's epic drama of a British destroyer. The motion picture success in which we serve. And starring in it, next Monday night, will be Ronald Coleman with Edna Best. This play takes a single ship and follows her and her crew from the day of her proud launching to the still prouder day of her death in battle. Well, I, for one, will be listening to that play, C.B. Now, Bob, I know that I speak for the entire audience in wishing you every good fortune until you come back here again. Very soon, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Taylor enters the service of the United States Navy Air Corps. Happy landing, Bob. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. In the, uh, in the words of the play, you three are certainly yah. Ladies and gentlemen, this may seem a peculiar time to talk about heating your house. But it's better to talk about it now than next winter when it's too late. Summer is the time to make your house heat tight. Time to install weather stripping and storm doors. It's also the time to order coal so the coal dealers won't be swamped later. And whatever you burn, coal, gas, or oil, make sure your heating equipment is working efficiently. You'll save money, and you'll save the health of your family. Our sponsor, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Ronald Coleman in In Which We Serve with Edna Best. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from... Hollywood. Heard in tonight's play were Roland Drew as George, Mary Lou Harrington as Dinah, Regina Wallace as Margaret, Vicki Lang as Elizabeth, and Norman Field, Verna Felton, Fred Mackay, Marla Shelton, Leo Cleary, and Thomas Mills. Our Lux Radio Theater production of Philadelphia Story has come to you with the good wishes of the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, the beauty care that nine out of ten Hollywood stars use to help keep their complexions beautifully clear and smooth, flawless, as every woman wants her skin to be. In the Lux Radio Theater next week, we will have, as usual, our producer, Cecil B. DeMille. Be part of the coast-to-coast -coast audience that gathers each week to enjoy this hour of dramatic entertainment with the finest artists of Broadway and Hollywood. 
Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. And this is your announcer, John M. Kennedy, reminding you to tune in next Monday night to hear Ronald Coleman in In Which We Serve with Edna Best. Today, you can't afford to be tired or nervous because of a diet low in vitamins. Yet, with food shortages, it's harder to get vitamin-rich foods. So take Vims. Vims are scientifically designed to help make meals complete. Vims give you all the vitamins government experts say are essential, balanced in the formula doctors endorse. And Vims supply all the minerals commonly lacking. Get Vims at your druggist. VI for vitamins, double MS for minerals. Vims. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.